0: again, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the This Week in History show presented by the Scumbags Wrestling. We are going to look back at July 9th to the 15th uh, in this week's episode. Uh, thank you for joining us, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, and listening later on on Stitcher, Spotify, our hit Radio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Right here, in Le- uh, usually in London, Ontario, but I am in Windsor, Ontario for this week's episode, Visiting uh, family and in-laws and uh, making sure everybody's uh, doing great. I want to thank you for joining us uh, for your noon dive into the rich history of our great sport. I want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by CoolBet. Stay cool, bet responsibly. You can go to their website and bet on various sports and games. Plus, you can also go to our wonderful page over at pro wrestling tees our store has four designs there the ontario independent wrestling uh, comic book cover will always support steven's wrestling journey steven actually just turned 10 uh today of the day we're recording so i wish him a happy birthday but all the money raised from the shirts are going to go to kerry malformation uh research through uh, sick kids hospital in toronto so help support uh, that research. And uh, yeah, Stephen, is a wonderful kid. And uh, if we can help out others uh, that have the same condition as him, it's all uh, the better. So uh, I think I got almost everything in there in that introduction. We are going to have more information later on uh, on our show, uh, the regular podcast, which is going to actually happen Saturday on uh leading into the uh, couple of pay-per-views that are happening this weekend. But the um, Scumbags Prediction League has a double-shot weekend, so uh, stay tuned for information on that. And also, we are sponsors of the All-Ontario Cup happening uh, through Barry Wrestling. So more information happening on our regular uh, podcast. But I'm going to bring in Jonesy, who's in Niagara Falls and had some good news going back to work, your regular job. So Yeah, my regular job, I'm going back to work tomorrow,
1: and then, of course, RIP Fest in London is a go, so I will be down in London
0: for that. Yeah, so we definitely look forward to RIP Fest. Um, yeah, we're going to uh, see about uh, plugging that as it uh, uh, gets closer to the end of the month, and I encourage all our uh, fans uh, to come down to London and experience one of the first and maybe only festivals that are happening this summer. Uh, as uh, COVID restrictions start lifting. So uh, it's great news uh, for people in southwestern Ontario if they want to make the uh, trip. And, of course, definitely in the hub of it, London, uh, for rib fest So a yearly tradition that unfortunately was missed last year due to COVID restrictions. But we're seeing a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. We're still in the tunnel, but it's getting brighter. It is getting brighter, but of course there always can be another scary monster just lurking behind us. Yep, you never know what's going to happen, but let's take advantage of it and be safe and responsible and enjoy ourselves while we still can. That's right. So as I said, we are looking at the week of July 15th through I mean July 9th through the 15th. So whenever you're ready, I got the visual presentation.
1: Alright, here we go. July 9th,
0: 58
1: years ago in Minnesota, the Crusher defeated Bern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. And a bloody one at that, apparently, by the that pitcher. 36 years ago in Shelby, North Carolina, the Rock and Roll Express Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeated Ivan Koloff and Crusher Krushniff. A Khrushchev, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship.
0: Yeah, wrestling fans may or may not realize that Khrushchev was another American that was made into a Russian. And in this case, the American that was made into the Russian was Barry Darso, also known as Smash Demolition, and uh, later on Repo Man and Blacktop Bully. So Repo. That's- Repo. That's another American-turned-Russian. Uh, and also Boris Zukov was an American-turned-Russian. Yes, indeed he was.
1: 35 years ago in Sydney, Australia, the fabulous Moolah would win the WWF women's title back from Velvet
0: McIntyre since losing it to her a whole six days prior. Yeah, that's uh, one of those uh, championship reigns that were never ending since uh, basically Moolah controlled the women's scene throughout uh, all of wrestling and you know she might give a rub to one of her girls here and there for six whole days but if you look in the history book she was actually holding the championship for 30 some odd years 37 I think mm-hmm. and if you unfortunately see uh, I think there's a uh, dark side of the ring involving her and uh, the not so nice side of Fabulous Moolah which Uh, When that came out, Snickers did not like uh, that the uh, Women's Battle Royal at WrestleMania was going to be named after Moolah, and they uh, put their foot down, and Money clearly talked from Snickers when WWE uh, dropped the Fabulous Moolah name on the uh, Women's Battle Royal. And pretty much she was the women's division
1: in the WWF for years, there was nobody else. 21 years ago, uh, WCW presented Bash at the Beach from Daytona Beach, Florida. The pay-per-view number uh, dropped big time. Uh, Back in 98, the number was 58,000. Two years later in uh, 2000, only 100,000 ordered um, it on pay-per-view. And I think I'm missing a number there. It's It's probably probably supposed to be 258,000, but I'm going to check that later, adding a question mark to my notes. Where is that question mark? Yeah, they
0: had a huge drop, and you'll get into what the picture up above is. uh, Mm. to.
1: Uh, Some of the matches on that card, we had Chronic, Brian Adams, and Brian Clark defeating The Perfect Event, Sean Stasiak, and Chuck Palumbo uh, to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Vampiro defeated the Kiss Demon in a graveyard match, and Hulk Hogan defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. So the Hogan match starts with Jeff Jarrett laying down for Hogan. Vince Russo, who was sitting at the commentating table through the WCW title at the feet of Hogan, with Russo telling him to take it. Hogan then gets on the mic and says, this is the reason this company is in the damn shape it's in, because of bullshit like this. Uh, Many people were confused by this time prior to all this behind the curtain all day had Hogan and Russo bumping heads uh, to how the match was supposed to end. And in the end, Hogan went to Bischoff and they hatched a different plan that Russo reluctantly goes with their plan of Hogan winning and then disappearing so that WCW would do a tournament for the belt since Hogan left. Once a new champion is crowned, Hogan would come back and say, brother, I'm the real champion, brother. Well, that's one theory, at least. And there's been a lot of theories of what exactly happened down there, whether it was a shoot or not. It was different and had people definitely talking. Uh, Some feel it uh, pulled the curtain a little too far back uh, on wrestling. Uh, Russo would get in the ring and go on why a Hogan is a piece of crap. And the last line of Russo saying, and Hogan, you big, bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Your thoughts on that whole
0: thing? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A lot of people hold uh, Vince Russo accountable for the downfall of uh, wrestling, especially WCW. Um, and also at the same time, credit him as being somewhat of a genius when it came to wrestling and writing stuff. He started off as a writer for WD Magazine, uh, inspired the Raw Magazine, which was then more a grittier, uh, behind the scenes look at things. And he then eventually made his way, <clears throat> excuse me, made his way to. The planning circle that Vince had around him that included people like Pat Patterson, uh, Jim Cornett, and um, Bruce Pritchard, And the one great thing that was in place there was that Russo was filtered whenever he had ideas. I I think uh, in that regards, he did have great plans because at one point during the Attitude Era, everybody had a storyline going on as opposed to only select ones and everybody else just floundering. So that was the upside, but there was always a filter there. When he got a huge deal from WCW because things started going downhill and people thought, hey, Vince Russo and Ed Ferrer are the reasons why WD is successful, they brought them over, they walked out on Vince McMahon, but they didn't have that filter there, and we saw all the shit that flow. Uh, from their papers and pens happen on WCW TV. And as that was going on, wrestlers were taking off, fans were taking off, sponsors were leaving, and it didn't help at the same time that AOL, Time Warner were doing the merge and uh, Ted Turner started losing more and more power of his own company that people couldn't just write Ted Turner's checkbook. Mm-hmm. So it was a bad thing. And, you know, you got Russo uh, coming up with uh, different ideas. Uh, it's talked about on Jeff Jarrett's My World podcast uh, how Jarrett and Russo were really close friends at one point and sort of connected. And that's why uh, Jarrett was always going over when Russo was writing stuff. I haven't actually listened to the episode involving this, but I believe there is an episode on My World talking about. Uh, this bash at the beach where he laid down, because uh, then there was lawsuits going on. It was just a real debacle. And to have it actually play out live in front of fans definitely was very unprofessional. Regardless of your wanting to see the behind-the-scenes stuff, there's should be still a line of professionalism, and that was totally lost on that uh, whole night. Indeed.
1: Uh, A couple of matches on that card, there was actually other matches, Uh, Goldberg defeated Kevin Nash, uh, and per the pre-match stipulations, Scott Hall's contract with WCW was null and void. Uh, Booker T defeated Jeff Jarrett to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, and Booker would become the second African-American to hold the WCW World title. Behind uh, the next guy that we're about to talk about. 20 years ago on Raw is War from Hotlanta, the APA, Farouk, and Bradshaw defeated the Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray, and Devon to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, The show's focus would be on the war between WCW and WWF, who were to join forces to take out their reformed ECW team. While WCW and WWF imploded in the ring, ECW would come from the crowd and get in the ring. Uh, The night would end with ECW and WCW joining forces to form the alliance who challenged the WWF to a match at the next Invasion uh, pay-per-view.
0: That was actually a really good angle. I I loved it because nobody saw the uh, ECW part of it coming. They had so many guys from ECW working there. Even Paul Heyman was on commentary because Jerry Lawler had been walked out after Uh, the firing of his wife, uh, Miss Kitty. So there was a lot of elements there, which would have, I think we sort of talked about uh, in a little bit before when the sale went through, they should have held off like they did with the ECW part of the Alliance and waited till they had more members of the old WCW in place, which would have made sense of all of a sudden, here's this invasion a true invasion of them trying to take over wdf but adding them to the wcw kind of did strengthen it but it was still a watered down version uh but having ecw and wcw going after wdf for taking them out made sense at the same time but they had the two groups wcw and WWF, going against each other and ecw invaded and just as they thought that they were having the numbers game that's when the ecw guys turned and took out the wd guys along with wcw it was a pretty really good uh turn in that case i love that part but still a very watered down uh invasion
1: indeed and it's a happy forty uh, sixth birthday to Shelton Benjamin and a happy sixty seventh birthday to Kevin Scott Nash, who, of course, has been many different things, but most famously, I'd say probably Big Daddy Cool or by his name Kevin Nash, certainly not Oz.
0: Though so I do uh, wonder
1: where that big cloak is.
0: yeah, and what's not not on here, I didn't find I only found this picture. Actually, somebody else had already made uh, with the three characters. Uh, But, of course, there uh, is missing Vinny Vegas uh, on this, which was the character that sparked Shawn Michaels to go, that guy needs to be my bodyguard, and Hmm. calling him up and getting him into WWF. And actually, this past Sunday, um, there's a Broken Skull uh, Sessions uh, episode on the network featuring... Kevin Nash, and being interviewed by Steve Austin, because uh, this past week on the WWE Network has been a tribute to the NWO 25 years. Ah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch that then. Sean Waltman was on the bump, and there's, as I said, Kevin Nash with uh, Austin.
1: Uh, July Tell, my phone's going off. I just have to hang up on my wife. Ha-ha! <laughs> July 10th, uh, 33 years ago, Jim Crockett Promotions presented the Great American Bash 88, the price for freedom from the Baltimore Arena. Uh, This would mark the first time the Great American Bash was available on pay-per-view. Though the bash started in 85, this was the first on pay-per-view.
0: And Sean, if you'd just go through the
1: card, and I'm going to
0: respond to my wife. Excellent. Uh, Yeah, so the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Defeated the Fantastics, uh, Bobby Fulton, and Tommy Rogers to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. This was at a time when uh, they had the World Tag Team titles and the United States Tag Team titles. So it was almost like how WWE and WCW would have the World title and then the U.S. or Intercontinental Championship, where you'd get that and maybe eventually elevate to the World title status. So there was obviously also enough tag teams to. Uh, to fill that uh, division. Jim Cornette was suspended above the uh, ring in a cage prior to the match. I thought I did have a picture of that, but not available here. Um, The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, Steve Williams, Jimmy Garvin, and Ron Garvin defeated Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda, Al Perez, the uh, Russian assassin, and Ivan Kolov in a Tower of Doom uh, match. And the main event saw Ric Flair defeat Lex Luger via referee stoppage to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship due to the uh, Maryland State Athletic Commission calling for the match to end due to excessive blood from Luger. And the bout was stopped uh, by the State Athletic Commission uh, where the boat, uh, awarding the bout to Flair, Luckily for Flair, as uh, Luger had uh, Flair in the torture rack at the time of the stoppage. And yeah, that's the interesting part, especially back then, because kayfabe uh, was still highly existing, and they had to go by athletic commissions, even though we all know that things are predetermined. And uh, in this regards, that's where you get the sports entertainment side of things. Yes. And that's, I think, one of the uh, things that has fueled Vince McMahon in doing the sports entertainment, quote, unquote, uh, style of business because then you don't have those state athletic commissions coming in like it's a real boxing uh, event or a UFC event and just basically getting a fee for you to be there. Like... These companies before KFA uh, got busted, uh, kicked down, were paying these athletic commissions thousands of dollars just so they could put on this, what we basically are considering seeing an exhibition and a sports themed play in uh, this regards, but they were legitimately paying these guys money for things that they'd had no real say over, but kayfabe uh, held out. Yep. But, yep.
1: All right, thank you for that. 20 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Birmingham, Alabama, Jeff Hardy defeated Mike Awesome to win the WWF Hardcore Championship, and Kurt Angle would give his rendition of
0: Jimmy Crack Corn. Yeah, with this lovely picture right there. They uh, recently reenacted that on the Broken Skulls session. And that's the actual hat that Steve gave him all those years ago. And um, I did actually listen to the uh, uh, Kurt Angle podcast with... uh, It wasn't Conrad that week because he was uh, away for his birthday. But uh, he wore that during the um, podcast recording as well because it's also a visual one and apparently steve austin had picked up that hat and uh, a couple other the real hats that him and vince wore at an airport and just brought it to tv and they decided oh let's go do this but it took hours for them to record the actual behind the scenes segments because they were laughing their head off so many times and vince got uh, so pissed off at them that he uh, said if you guys laugh anymore i'm finding you two thousand dollars for every uh, time you laugh and thankfully they were able to stop and get through it but yeah just comedy uh improv gold in a way uh for that era and it was a way of keeping them both on tv even though they were both uh, quite uh beaten down at the time
1: mm-hmm. All right, Uh, after Jimmy Cradcorn, we're going to 19 years ago in Philly, Sanjay Dutt defeated Roderick Strong in the final match to win uh, the Combat Zone Wrestling's Best of Best Four tournament. Ten years ago, TNA presented Destination X from Orlando, Florida. On the card, Rob Van Dam defeated Jerry Lynn. Austin Aries wins a TNA contract against three others. Uh, Brian Kendrick defeated Abyss to win the TNA X-Division Championship, and AJ Styles defeated Christopher Daniels. Six years ago, at Evolve 45 in Florida, uh, Timothy Thatcher defeated Drew Galloway to unify the Dragon Gate USA Open, uh, the Federation Gate, and Evolve Championships. Man, five years a,
0: those are now available on wd network and uh, a lot of uh stars that are now in the main roster and uh nxt uh basically made their way from evolve uh, yep. i think evolve ended up um closing down officially but there had been talk of doing a nxt evolve uh which would be uh guys making their way from wherever to get to NXT, now that NXT is almost a uh, third brand, uh, uh, getting to be on par with Raw and SmackDown. So you'd have almost three tiers of WWE going on with Evolve, NXT, and then the main roster of Raw and SmackDown.
1: Definitely a lot of wrestling right now. Five years ago at uh, UFC 200 in Las Vegas, Nevada, Brock Lesnar defeated Mark Hunt by un, in, uh, sorry a unanimous decision. Uh, Lesnar made a record $2.5 for the fight. Lesnar would lose 10% of his winnings for failing a drug test and was suspended for a year by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. His win was overturned to a no contest.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting part with uh, UFC being able to do that because a report came up this week about... Um, a opponent that CM Punk had and lost to um, Mike Jackson, I believe. And he tested positive for marijuana. So all of a sudden that whole thing got turned into a no contest. And now CM Punk's record is sitting at one loss, one, no contest. And well, he's never returning, but Hmm. it's interesting that they're able to go back and do the drug tests and turn over results. You know, I think there should be two divisions in pretty much every sport.
1: There should be the, you know, the clean uh, version. And then, hey, if you want to pump your body with a whole bunch of chemicals so you can go out there and just cream someone, I say go for it. It should be allowed. Well, They just what... need to split up the divisions, those no. that follow the traditional rules and then the others that don't.
0: I can understand that in a way for uh, uh legit sport, uh, like, uh, UFC is, uh, portrayed to be, but then there's the other side of things where I don't get why there's such a uproar over, uh, steroid use in professional wrestling, because like we just said a little while ago, it is performance art. So regardless of you jacking your body up to look like a, uh, an Adonis, like, uh, somebody like a, uh, Chris Masters and going out there. If the boss says you're losing, you're losing like that. Why do you think Rey Mysterio got over uh, giants, including the big show? Because the boss said you're losing. Like in reality, the giant should be killing Rey Mysterio. Wow. Absolutely. Not in the, in the world of wrestling. And so, like I said, jack yourself up all you want. You got a great look. Doesn't mean you're going uh, to win. I mean, some will say it's
1: because of, you know, health reasons and all that, but others would say that it's it's more just people sticking their nose in where it doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, and
0: then, that's a fine line between sport and entertainment, where there's a lot of things that the real world, like, or sorry, the entertainment world, like uh, Law and Order, can get away with different things like bombings and shootings and all this other stuff, but that would not be allowed in wrestling, even though it's entertainment. <laughs> I mean, Hey, in, an, o- o- there, in well. an
1: octagon, what would you rather see two clean fighters go against each other or two road raged, crazy maniacs ripping at each other apart. I go for the maniacs fight to the death. Like the old uh, Roman times. Absolutely. But Hey, it's a happy 67th, uh, 62nd birthday for Dwayne Gill. In fact, Dwayne Gill will call uh, anybody on their birthday for 7 bucks. I believe it is, 7 or $9. And he actually does a fantastic job of it. A veteran WWF jobber who had success in 98 when he was uh, the surprise opponent for Mankind at Survivor Series. Two days later, he would win the WWF Lightweight Championship from Christian. Uh, then Gilberg was born. A better version of Goldberg? <clears throat> <laughs> Gilberg would lose the lightweight belt to S.A. Rios after holding it for 15 months. Uh, he'd take the Gilberg character on the indie scene and make occasional appearances in the WWE. Uh, Gilbert, uh, Gil, Dwayne Gil, is married with three children. Uh, and I, as I said, I believe he's only $7 for a birthday call. you gotta check out a cameo. Yes. And uh, today would have been the 95th birthday of Reginald L- Lus- Whiskey, a.k.a. The Crusher. And if you want to visualize what he looks like, if you can't see the picture, it's basically just before you're about to, like, take a big dump or big fart and you get a little, get a just a little whiff of it. As you're doing it, I, that's, that's the face he's making there. <laughs> it, it's basically Barney Rebel. It is Barney Rebel. Uh, July 11th, 60 years ago in Minnesota, Gene Kaninsky defeated Vern Gagne to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. Canada 34, Zone. Sorry? Canada Zone. Canada own. that's right. 34 years ago in Greensboro, North Carolina, Lex Luger defeated Nikita Koloff to win the NWA United States Championship. Also 34 years ago in Oklahoma, Dr. Death Steve Williams defeated Big Bubba Rogers to win the uh and to win and become the last UF uh, UWF heavyweight champion and the company's only babyface to hold the title.
0: Yeah, and I think this is the uh, Bill Watts version of uh, the UWF before it sold over. Yes, to, I do. Believe, uh, yeah. The NWA, not the uh, coked up uh, version of uh, UWF that was portrayed on uh, Dark Side of the Ring.
1: 32 years ago in Japan, Stan Hansen and Generico Tenru defeated Jumbo uh, Tsuruta and Yoshiaki Yatsu to win the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Tag Team Championship. 22 years ago, WCW presented Bash of the Beach 99 from Florida Lauderdale. In the main event, we saw Randy Savage and Sid Vicious defeat Kevin Nash and Sting. As Savage got the winning fall in the match, he would win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 17 years ago, WWE presented vengeance. Uh, We seen La Resistance, uh, Robert Conway and Sullivan Grenier um, defeat Ric Flair and Eugene by DQ to retain the World Tag Team Championship. Matt Hardy defeated Kane in a no DQ match. And Edge defeated Randy Orton to win the WWE IC Championship. And Chris Benoit defeated Triple H to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. 16 years ago on Raw from New Jersey... Uh, Matt Hardy would make his return to WWE three months after he was released from the company. That release stemmed from being injured, e- expendable, and because Edge and Matt's girlfriend, Lita, were doing the Rated R. Uh, news got out, and Matt was let
0: go. Yeah, I could see. This was early in the years of uh, internet, but he was using it to his advantage and uh, posting a lot of things and comments and videos. and. Uh, before they uh, would get the hype that we see now. And it drew a lot of attention negatively on the company, but they were able to actually uh, take that swell that fans were having uh, following Matt and uh, took advantage of it and brought him back. And I think we talked last week about how uh, Amy was not uh, in the best mindset uh, when... uh, that happened because she was getting abused by the fans, calling her uh, various derogatory names, and it made it hard for her to get up. But it was based on this story that leaked and shouldn't have, in a way, between uh, Matt and uh, Edge. And it basically stemmed from the fact that Matt was injured and Lita was still uh, working and, of course, Travel buddies became Edge and Lita, and one thing led to another, and oops. Yep, but hey, you know
1: what? If you're going to do stuff like that, you got to expect bad things are going to happen. 16 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Shinya Hashimoto died of a brain aneurysm. He was just 40 years old. He was one third of the three musketeers with Chono and Muda. Twelve years ago at UFC 100 in Las Vegas, Nevada, Brock Lesnar defeated Frank Mir via TKO in the second round to unify the UFC heavyweight and interim heavyweight championships.
0: It's quite a the, uh, row there of guys, considering you have Lesnar, Mir, uh, George St. Pierre, uh, Bisbane. There's a lot of, and Henderson, uh, really great uh guys there i'm not sure who alvis is but you know i don't really follow ufc close enough but that is like a top six uh probably of that time
1: yeah i could only name one of these guys if the names weren't there (laughs) 11 years ago tna presented victory road angelina love defeated madison rain to become the new tna knockouts champion and avoided retirement had she lost hernandez defeated matt morgan in a steel cage the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, defeated Beer Money, Inc., James Storm, and Robert Roode to win the vacated uh, TNA World Tag Team Championship. And Rob Van Dam defeated Jeff Hardy, Mr. Anderson, and Abyss in a four-way match to retain the TNA World Heavyweight Belt. Ten years ago, at an impact taping, Sting defeated Mr. Anderson to win the TNA World Heavyweight Championship for his fourth and final time. Eight years ago, WWE opens their performance center in Winter Park, Florida. The center includes seven training rings, a strength and conditioning program, edit and production facilities, a beautiful ceiling fan, and a voiceover room that performers and announcers can practice some of the, the training rings are different one is designed for high flying moves and one in is the show ring with all the bells and whistles including uh ring apron and lighting so that's pretty neat you can go from one ring to another they're a little different um, uh, didn't really i didn't know that, that they actually had different rings in there it doesn't surprise me about the uh having one that has all the bells and whistles but I can see one that's uh, so you can do certain bumps and without killing yourself while you're practicing.
0: Yeah, learning some high-flying. If you look in the uh, picture that's on display, the uh, upper left-hand side, there's actually, it looks like somebody either doing a uh, on or some sort of uh, salt going on up there. Hmm. You got arm drags go- down below. Um, up uh, there, also in the middle uh, at the top, is the uh, where the two WWE logos are? That's actually an entrance ramp where people were learning how to get uh, their, do their entrances and stuff like that. So there's so many things involved with there. But at the moment, um, I'm not sure what's all gone on with it. If um, those rings are all there at the moment for sure, because um, this got turned into the CWC, the Capital Wrestling uh, Center. And that's where we're seeing um, NXT be uh, recorded each and every week right now uh, with uh, fans. So it's a whole lot uh, different setup going on there. Um, You mentioned the big fan uh, because just after the pandemic started, uh, they did WrestleMania from there. And all you saw was this big fan uh, hanging above uh, the ring and stuff like that. But uh, this is actually also the room that they did WrestleMania 36 in. Yep,
1: yeah, it's a an impressive uh, uh, building, and I wouldn't be surprised if you actually see them um, build uh, another facility that is bigger, or just buy their own damn arena somewhere. Yep, anything's possible. And it's also a happy forty uh, first birthday to theater James Wilson, aka Tyson Kid.
0: Yeah, I need to uh, definitely uh, uh, send him a message because the one awesome part about uh, Tyson uh, Kid or uh, TJ Wilson is the fact that he is very interactive with his fans for the last, I'd say, at least, I'd say probably 10 years now. uh, Whenever it's my birthday, he's sending me a uh, message on my uh, Facebook Messenger wishing me a happy birthday and uh, depending on what the day is like we sometimes spend a good half hour just chatting away and uh, how things are going and uh, giving props for what he's been doing lately uh, right now he's uh, doing a lot of uh, the stuff with the women's division It helps that his wife uh, Natty is uh, part of that and by a lot of people are giving him a lot of credit for some of the best uh, matches that are coming out of the women's lately uh it's unfortunate that his career kind of got cut short uh after taking a uh, muscle buster from Samoa Joe and getting uh injured and needing uh neck surgery but it almost seems at times when you see him that he could probably return at any time it just hasn't happened because his value is uh being seen behind the scenes as an agent mm-hmm a really great guy. If you ever connect with him on uh, Facebook, be sure to uh, – he's probably going to send a, a birthday message because he's really interactive, as I said, with his fans.
1: And that's great to hear. July 12th, 35 years ago in Madison Square Garden in New York City, Bruno Sammartino and Tito Santana defeated WWF. IC champ Randy Savage, and Adrian Adonis in a steel cage match. This was Bruno's final appearance at MSG until his induction into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013. Yeah, hell froze over that day. It sure did. 29, I heard he uh, listened to an Eagles song before he went out there. 29 years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash 92 from Georgia. There wouldn't be another Great American Bash until 1995. This event would crown uh, new uh, NWA tag champs as the belts were vacated when the WCW created their own tag belts. Uh, Until September of 93, both of these belts, the WCW and NWA, would be defended together. Uh, WCW World Tag Champions Terry Gordy and Steve Williams defeated Dustin Rhodes and Barry Windham to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Also on that night, Big Van Vader defeated Sting to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship for the first time of his three reigns. 22 years ago, Jack Tunney leaves the WWF Uh, There are a lot of theories as to why Tunney left the WWF. Uh, Some of them. Theory one is Tunney was using his WWF funds to pay off gambling debts, and Vince found out. Theory two was because of budget cuts and because Tunney received a percentage of all Canadian shows since 1984. Wow, that would be a great deal to have. Uh, theory 3 involved Honey's cousin Jack, who was responsible for getting Skydome for WrestleMania 6 and trademarked the name WrestleMania in Canada, which caused some issues, of course, with Vince. 34, um, Tunney wasn't sold on Brett as a main eventer, which Brett says is a lie. And 35, Gorilla Monsoon wanted the kayfabe president spot, so Gorilla got the Russians to fix the election that made Monsoon the new WWF president.
0: Makes total sense.
1: Yes. 23 years ago, WCW presented Bash at the Beach. This was their most watched pay-per-view of 98. Chavo Guerrero shaved his own head when Uncle Eddie beat him in a hair-versus-hair match. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeated Chris Jericho to win the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. However, the next night on Nitro, the belt was given back to Jericho due to the interference from Stinko Malenko. And Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman defeated Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone.
0: Yeah, decent uh, pay-per-view, really and it's not surprising that it was one of their uh highest uh grocers uh at that time but um you could see some of the cracks in the wall but when the main event is filled with two basketball stars that's just kind of crazy and uh the fact that Dennis Rodman carried so much about his outside adventures with uh WWE oh sorry WCW uh and costing somewhat uh, the basketball uh, games of the Bulls in their pursuit of the championships. It was actually documented a bit in uh, the uh, documentary that was done. um, I had the title a moment ago, but it was uh, involving the uh, six championships of the Bulls. And they did uh, look at where Robin was during some of that. And the NWO was brought up but hey he did it yep and
1: uh you know i honestly i thought he was great for wcw uh mind you i had no interest in seeing uh the match itself but uh you know it it was an interesting storyline and that's just the way wcw flowed
0: it was also more believable if carl malone was doing something to uh hogan rather than at uh uh, road wild, uh, seeing Jay Leno putting an armbar on Hogan. Yeah, that was
1: that was bad. But, hey,
0: Jay Leno is so famous, he can't do no wrong.
1: Uh, let's see, where are we now? 21 years ago on Nitro from Jackson, Florida, Hollywood Hogan uh, would defeat Macho Man Randy Savage to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. This would be the second time that Hogan would win the belt from Savage on Nitro one night after Savage won it on pay-per-view.
0: The other time was
1: at Spring Stampede,
0: 98. God, I love it when Hogan has so much stroke and power over booking and would always go over the Macho Man. For much.
1: Fourteen years ago at a SmackDown taping, Finley defeated Bobby Lashley to win the WWE United States Championship Ten years ago, at an Impact taping, Brooke Tessmacher and Tara defeated Mexican America, uh, Rosita and Sarita, to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Eight years ago, on Shine Wrestling, they presented Shine 11 from Florida to celebrate their one-year anniversary. The promotion featured a one-night tournament to crown the first-ever Shine Champion. In the finals, Rain defeated Ma Yim to win the Shine Championship. Other uh, participants included Lufisto, Su Young, Amazing Kong, Sarah Knight, Evelise, and others.
0: Yeah, Saraya Knight is actually the mother of uh, Paige. Yes. Uh, I was being part of that. And Mia Yim, I got to see her at a uh, uh, Smash Wrestling uh, tournament that uh, had her going against Matt Riddle. Really hard-hitting match between the two. Uh, It's unfortunate that Mia has not been back on WWE TV after the disastrous appearance uh, with uh, Retribution. And uh, she was going by the name Reckoning with a mask on, but she's supposed to appear on SmackDown and hasn't yet. But then, of course, they're having issues with her fiancé, Keith Lee, uh, being back on TV, so she might be a part of that whole thing too. So. Mm.
1: And a couple of birthdays. We got a happy 37th birthday to Remy Sabi, uh, aka Sammy Zane. I'm not even sure if I'm saying his last name right there. Sabai, Sabi?
0: Yeah, I'm not Something sure. Something
1: like that. And it's a happy 47th birthday to Gregory Shane Helms. Also known, of
0: course, as
1: the Hurricane.
0: Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through. Great and, character. And he uh, works behind the scenes. Uh, it's a weird thing about uh, things right now. Like, he uh, was able to pull off this Hurricane character and uh, <sighs> took it even to the indie scene and stuff like that. And it even spawned off having Mighty Molly, uh, Super Stacy, uh, Rosie uh, being the a um, superhero in training. Yes, that's uh, just spelled shit. Yes. Uh, but that all happened and people accepted it. And now today on uh, WTV, we have Nikki Cross becoming Nikki Ash and being a superhero herself. Uh, almost a superhero, should I say. That's what Ash stands for. And people are crapping on it. And it was her idea. Uh, but you can go back all the way to Helms and It was a success. Uh, I just don't understand the difference in time that people can't wrap their mind around something fun and entertaining.
1: Uh, It it might be because wrestling right now, like in certain things are are silly or seen silly now where other characters that might have not been a good idea 10 years ago, Are a good idea now. So I think it's just the change of the times. Uh, WWE to me has kind of gone back to its cartooniness. A bit, Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully they get a hard edge again at some point.
0: We'll have to see after uh, what happens now that they're going to have fans back. And uh, that actually starts tomorrow night on SmackDown with fans being back in Houston. On a
1: nice. regular basis. Okay, moving on to July 13th. 39 years ago in Allentown, Pennsylvania, Mr. Fuji and Mr. Sato defeated Chief Jay Strongbow, uh, Chief Jay and Julia Strongbow, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. 33 years ago, WWF taped the 100th episode of Superstars of Wrestling. Uh, I heard it was Pandemonium. That's all I had on that. Uh, 26 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Wild Pegasus, who was a masked Chris Benoit, defeated Shinjiro Otani in the final match to win the best of the Super Juniors tournament for his second time in three years. The next foreigner, uh, Gaijin, uh, that's the, the the name in Japan that is a foreigner called a Gajan, uh to win this tournament wouldn't be until 2010 when Ireland's Prince DeWitt did it in 2010.
0: Yeah, Prince DeVitt, also known as... Oh, DeVitt, sorry. Right? Finn Balor. Yes. That's a V, not a W, my brain.
1: 25 years ago, ECW presented Heat Wave 96 from Philly Some of the matches on the card saw Shane Douglas defeat Chris Jericho, Pitbull Number 2, and 2 Cold Scorpio in an elimination match to win the ECW World TV belt. Terry Gordy, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer defeated Brian Lee, Raven, and Stevie Richards in a Rage in the Cage match. Uh, this match had a strange stipulation that if anyone pinned Stevie Richards, they would win Raven's ECW belt. Sandman pinned Raven, so the championship did not change hands. Goofy. 24 years ago, WCW presented Bash at the Beach 97. Chris Jericho defeated Ultimo Dragon to retain the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Chris Benoit defeated Kevin Sullivan as a result of loss. Sullivan was forced to leave WCW. This would be Sullivan's final WCW match. Uh, Scott Hall and Macho Man, Randy Savage, defeated Diamond Dallas Page and Kurt Henning, and Lex Luger and the Giant defeated Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hogan. Right.
0: Hello, hello from the commentating desk. Yeah, are
1: and I, I, I think I think that might have been the event that Dusty said Reba Shock. It's, it's one of the badges mm-hmm. of the beaches. Okay, moving on. It's nineteen years ago, oh, am I on that? Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, nineteen years ago, on Raw's War from East Rutherford, New Jersey, Kane and Mankind defeated the New Age Outlaws to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. Later in the show, the Outlaws would use their rematch clause. In the rematch that night, both teams would fight to a no contest. What a good use of a rematch clause. Yeah. Twelve years ago, controversy in the WWE as the network carrying SmackDown, UPN, orders that the, the Mohammed Hassan character off TV due to a terrorist angle, including The Undertaker, and it didn't help that it aired on the same day as terrorist attacked in London, Uh, England. The story would reach mainstream news feeds. The WWE would have his attorney, uh, which was Tommaso Ciampa, uh, state that Hassan would not be appearing until the Great American Match due to the backlash. The WWE would drop the character and release Mark Copani, who would play Hassan. Uh, Copani would retire from wrestling and is now an American school principal. Hassan is one of many in a class action suit against the WWE for traumatic brain injuries caused by wrestling.
0: Yeah, so as you see on the screen, if you're able to, the uh, top left-hand corner has that angle where uh, all of a sudden these terrorists ended up uh, taking out Undertaker and carrying him out. Uh, they used even zip lines and uh, to strangle him, and it just looked really bad. Um Down below is the lawyer on the right-hand side of that picture, uh, what Tommaso Ciampa looked like then compared to what Tommaso Ciampa looks like now as part of NXT. And, of course, on the right-hand side of your screen, you see Mark Capani as Muhammad Hassan and what he looks like today as the uh, school principal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad that this gentleman who is actually Italian was made (laughs) into this... um, character that went definitely way overboard uh, on what I think could have gotten over as a uh, character could have uh, even been a baby face where the fact that, uh, of the matter was they were playing off obviously 9-11 and everything the terrorist thing. but he originally came in as somebody who was uh, misunderstood uh, because of his culture and didn't want to be uh, labeled the same as all other uh, Muslims and uh, Arabs as being a terrorist. And next thing you know, they're going down that path and putting him with Divari And then they're escalating it to these terrorist things. It was just like, are you kidding me? Uh, he could have had a sympathetic guy. And not be understood and turn his back on the fans as though they uh, turned on him and could have had him a heel. They went after Undertaker, which the guy probably should not have been in a position going as Undertaker that soon. But then they did this stupid terrorist thing, and that was recorded on a Tuesday. And SmackDown, I think, was Thursday that week. And that, that two days later, after they had recorded it, Uh, was when the incident happened in uh, the UK and for whatever reason they couldn't halt that segment from showing uh, because obviously with it not being live but they somehow couldn't get the tape back and uh, edit that out and it uh, played uh, on Smackdown that same night and that definitely caused a huge backlash and as you said, Ciampa it said that he's not going to appear until the Great American Bash. And the Great American Bash, they opened up the uh, ramp uh, or the staging, and he got uh, last road uh, through it, and that was the last we saw of him. Poor guy. Uh This
1: was also the same day as on uh, WWE.com's uh, Bite This. Matt Hardy uh, called in. Confronting Amy Dumas, a.k.a. Lita, during an interview as to why she left him for Adam Copeland. Uh, This was just a a big old hot mess on TV is what that was. Oh, yeah. Thirteen years ago, TNA presented Victory Road from Houston, Texas. The Latin American exchange homicide in Hernandez defeated beer money. Uh, James Storm, and Robert Roode in a fans-revenge lumberjack match to win the TNA World's Tag Team Championship. In Team TNA, Curryman, L- Alex Shelley, and Chris Sabin defeated Team International, which was Alex uh, Kozloff, Doug Williams, and Tyson Dukes. Uh, team Japan uh, was Milano uh, Collection AT, and um, uh, Masato Yashino, Yoshino, oh, and Puma. And of course, Team Mexico was Ultimo Guerrero, Ultimo Guerrero uh, Ray Bacanero, and Avenero. God, these names. And Team Mexico would end in an X, uh, an Ultimate X match with Team Mexico picking up the World X Cup. And the main event was Samojo fought Booker T to a no contest for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Nine years ago on Impact, AJ Styles defeated Rob Terry to win the TNA Global Championship. Also on the show, Madison Rain is awarded the TNA Knockouts belt after threatening to sue the company following the controversial finish to the title match at Victory Road earlier in the week. Six years ago on Raw from Atlanta, Georgia, a lot of NXT women make their WWE main roster debuts. NXT Women's Champion Sasha Banks, former NXT Women's Champion Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. Uh, They would all confront the main roster ladies and get it on. Less than a year later, all three women would headline WrestleMania 23 for the reincarnated Women's Championship. It's a happy 49th birthday for Sean Michael Waltman, NWOers for life, X Pac, and it's a happy 54th birthday to Hasako Sasaki. But wrestling fans may know her best as Akira Hokoto. Ho- uh, Sasaki began a wrestling journey by quitting high school and pursued a pro wrestling career. She would win the Rookie of the Year honors for All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling at age 18 and become one of their most popular performers. She would hold the WWWA World Tag Belt three times, the All-Pacific Championship twice, and the AJW Junior Championship. Her style of putting her body on the line would earn her the nickname the Dangerous Queen uh, story has it that she broke her neck after a second rope tombstone pile driver and finished the final two falls while holding her head up with her hands. Uh, she also took on another nickname, the mummy, after wrapping her broke uh, broken parts when she would injure herself. Uh, she was married to wrestler Kenzuki Sasaki, and they have two children together. She is also a breast cancer survivor. She was also inducted into the AJW Hall of Fame in 98, and she's
0: also responsible for organizing
1: the Bull in the fan club.
0: Very nice. Crazy yes. lady. though. Okay. Mm-hmm. break your neck and still keep on going. Tough, They're tough. It?
1: July 14th, 35 years ago, Harley Race defeated Pedro Morales in the final match to win the King of the Ring tournament. Race also defeated George Animal Steel and Nikolai Volkov. 30 years ago, WCW presented the Great American Bash. Uh, This marked the first pay-per-view for WCW without Ric Flair, who had left slash fired. The crowd would chant, we want Flair, and some of the performers weren't at their best as this was voted the worst major show of 91. Lex Luger defeated Barry Windham in a steel cage match to win the vacated uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship.
0: Gotta love Paul Heyman
1: in neon colors. Oh, yeah. 26 years ago at UFC 6 Clash of the Titans, Ken Shamrock defeated Dan Severin uh, via submission to win the UFC Super Fight Championship. And Oleg Takertrov, uh defeated Tank Abbott in the finals. Uh, via submission to win the UFC 6 tournament. 24 years ago on Raw's war from San Antonio, Texas, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dude Love defeated Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to win the vacated WWF Tag Team Championship belts that were stripped from Michaels and Austin. This was apparently a punishment to Michaels, who got in some heat for a backstage confrontation with
0: Brett and was this was this not the debut of Dude, Dude Love? This was the birth of Dude Love, and uh, I guess he was even wearing uh, Bob Holly's pure white uh, boots at the time. Uh, they had just made that shirt like maybe two days before uh, for him, and they did this photo shoot afterwards. And they have some uh, goofy photos uh, that they took. Uh, his wife ended up appearing in one of the photos as well. Um, they actually talked about that night on, uh, the recent broken skull session that, uh, Foley did with, uh, Steve, cause they used to travel together, uh, when they were, uh, working in WCW. So they've been friends for a long while. And this is when, uh, Foley was trying to be his, uh, tag team partner and kept on getting told, no, go away. And I think there was this mankind. And next thing you know, the dude shoot showed up and, uh, they got the tag titles. Oh,
1: right. Indeed. And um, uh, I did enjoy actually watching that uh, um, uh, broken skull. Uh, 12 years ago, Wayne Coleman, best known as superstar Billy Graham, auctioned off, auctions off his WWE Hall of Fame ring on eBay as a response to his release from his position as a consultant for WWE. He would get 11500 for the ring. What a douche.
0: Yeah, he... He is so wishy-washy. One moment he's uh, okay with WWE, and then next thing you know, he's hardly uh, her- harshly criticizing them. And just I don't know what the guy really wants. He, he just wants fame more than anything now. Instead of just being quiet and going away, like he's one of those guys. As even though I mentioned I didn't care one way or another if people chose to do steroids. We know uh, what steroids did to him and we even got to see surgeries of that in like 88 on uh superstars of wrestling uh when he was taken out by uh butch Reed and one man gang so uh yeah i feel sorry for the guy he bounces back and forth so much
1: eight years ago wwe presented money in the bank from philly in a pre-show match, The Shield, uh, which uh, was Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, defeated The Usos to retain the WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, Damian Sandow defeated Dean Ambrose Fandango, Cody Rhodes, Wade Barrett, Antonio Cesaro, and Jack Swagger in a Money in the Bank ladder match. Roberto Del Rio uh, defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. John Cena defeated Mark Henry to retain the WWE uh, Championship belt. And Randy Orton defeated CM Punk, uh, Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, Christian, and Rob Van Dam in, my, in the my other Money in the Bank ladder match. And finally, July 15th, 54 years ago in San Francisco, NWA United States Champion San Francisco version, uh, Ray Stevens defeated WWF Champion Bruno Sammartino via countout. 19 years ago on Raw from um, East Rutherford, uh, Vince McMahon would introduce Eric Bischoff, who was the former president of WCW, as he was revealed to be the new GM of Raw. This was a great debut for a man we never thought would be hugging Vince McMahon on TV.
0: Yeah, I actually had a gif of uh, them hugging, but it was too uh, big to load up onto here. But nobody ever thought that that would uh, happen. Um, I didn't like the backstage. I think they somewhat gave it away when uh, they were about to uh, have him come out and Booker T saw him and says, tell me I did not just see that. And then uh, came uh, Eric Bischoff and they hugged and shook hands and raised each other's hands. And... uh, he was doing originally a back in black uh song that came up from acdc uh but i think copyright uh, reasons they had to change it to his own uh, song which i liked it better than just using acdc back and Black." <clears throat> uh it was somewhat of a takeoff on it anyways that they did with him um but yeah definitely something that nobody would have expected to see um I don't know if WCW had beat WWE in the, uh, war and the roles were reversed. If, uh, Vince would have gone to, uh, WCW or, if even no. ben, or even if Eric Bischoff would have, uh, extended an invitation to have that happen. Um, and I guess it was, uh, possible that it could have happened sooner. Part of that whole failed invasion angle that. I guess Jim Ross did reach out to Eric Beshoff, trying to do something with him uh, just before the, the invasion started, but because he was vague in what they were going to do, Eric didn't come forward. Mm-hmm. I guess he was asking what it would be about or what they wanted, and they were, uh, Jim Ross didn't really have a concrete thing for him. And had they maybe said something a little more solid, they could have had him there uh, leading at least the invasion. But we already saw that Shane McMahon was supposed to be the owner of WCW anyway. So mm-hmm. what would Eric have been doing? He could have said, "No, that
1: that contract was signed when I was drunk or something." I don't know. <laughs> 15 years ago, Brock Lesnar is stripped of the IWGP Heavyweight Championship following a dispute between Lesnar and New Japan Pro Wrestling over visa issues. Lesnar would leave the company two days later, and a tournament for the belt would crown a new champion in Tanahashi as he beat Giant Bernard in the finals. 14 years ago, TNA presented Victory Road, Uh, We saw Christopher Daniels win a Ultimate X Gauntlet match to become the number one contender for the TNA X Division Championship. Motor City uh, Machine Guns defeated Jerry Lynn and Bob Backlund. Yeah, Bob Backlund, wow. Uh, Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe defeated Team 3D in uh, the match of champions, and only Samoa Joe ended up leaving with the TNA World Tag Team Championship. As Angle's TNA world belt and Samoa Joe's X-Division belt and the tag belts were also at stake, per pre-match stipulations, the winner of the fall won the Losers' Championship. Um, as Samoa Joe won the fall, he won the tag titles for himself and screwed over Angle and kept both tag titles for himself. Uh, TNA had a lot of weird stipulations in their matches.
0: Yeah, Nine years ago? Sorry, go ahead. I don't mind things like that. It's kind of interesting. If you do it sparingly, um, WWE did it when they had Shawn Michaels and uh, Diesel taking on uh, Owen and Yoko, I think it was, uh, for the tag titles. And then Owen wasn't there and Bulldog took over. They did pull a dusty finish on that. But I don't mind that uh, sort of exciting uh, concept where all the titles can be on the line in one match and, uh, you don't know which way it's going to end up going. Uh, if it's used sparingly, it's decent.
1: All right. Nine years ago, WWE presented Money in the Bank. In the pre-show match, Kofi Kingston and Our truth defeated Unico and Camacho. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated Damian Sandow, Christian, Santino Morella, Tenzai, Tyson Kidd, Cody Rhodes, and Sin Cara in a Money in the Bank ladder match. And John Cena defeated a whole bunch of them. The Big Show, The Miz, Kane, and Chris Jericho in a Money in the Bank ladder match. A few birthdays before we go. It's a happy 38th birthday to Heath Miller, a.k.a. Heath Slater. Slater, the 4th place finisher of the first NXT competition, uh, a four-time WWE tag team champion, and is the leader or was the leader of the three-man band stable. He's yes. actually a very funny man. Um, I do enjoy his work. I'm and he- our
0: uh, our friends over at uh, uh, Such Good Shoot podcast uh, that usually happens ten o'clock, uh, ten after our uh, Scumbags Wrestling podcast on Thursdays. Uh, they just recently had uh, Heath Miller on their uh, podcast, so it's uh, worth the check out of Such Good Shoot. Yes.
1: Uh, two more birthdays. It's a happy 70th to James uh, George Genos, a.k.a. Jesse DeBody Uh And it's a happy 79th birthday to Aaron Rodriguez, a.k.a. Lucha Libra legend, Mill Mascaris. And that is it for this weekend in wrestling. Uh, of course, this weekend wrestling history is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And a big thank you to our sponsor, of course, cool bet, CoolBet.com and sports book betting in casino games. Stay cool. Bet responsibly.
0: Yes, as always, we want to thank them for being part of it. And remind you to check out our store at Pro backslash scumbags wrestling. We got our t shirts on for sale, and the money uh, raised from those uh, events, uh, those shirts, will help out uh, Stephen's wrestling journey and carry malformation uh, study through Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. And of course, I mentioned earlier that we are part of the All Ontario. Uh, Cup that is being hosted by Barry Wrestling and we actually have our own bracket uh, named after us, the Scumbags Bracket and uh, yeah, it's a part of the reopening of uh, everything going on. More details will be uh, revealed later on on our uh, podcast, which is going to be this Saturday uh, leading into Slammiversary on Saturday and Money in the Bank for Sunday. And, of course, uh, we'll be doing uh, previews of those two events as part of our Scumbags Prediction League. And you can end up earning points for prizes this weekend exclusively and also towards our championship belt. So more details if you go to our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. So that's pretty much all we got right now. Uh, we're going to hopefully have some more information on rib fest as things go along as well uh, for everybody here in the London area and Southwestern Ontario for that reason, uh, for that matter, come out, uh, enjoy some ribs over the civic holiday weekend. Uh, there's going to be some entertainment and uh, I think another festival, uh, part of that. So we'll have yeah, punk fest,
1: which I believe is going to be on the Saturday um is happening uh downtown as well um pretty much right beside um ripfest so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting weekend we'll see how everything goes with the launch of a festival um it will be barricaded in but uh it will it's gonna have eight uh of the rivers there's a few um i think there's a couple new ones uh one that i'm i'm telling you i can't wait because I don't think I've had his ribs yet, but I've had pretty much everything else he's made. Gonzalez. He's been at many of the food fests. He was at the Western Fair. I think the last maybe two years they did the fair. Uh, he has absolutely delicious meat. I've never tasted anything better than what this guy uh, has put out there. So um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he does, and uh, of course, some of the regulars will be there. So uh, it'll be it'll be a, um, it should be a fun event.
0: Yeah. So. Uh... We're uh, close with uh, the organizers of uh, Rib Fest, and we want to give them a a shout out and we'll continue to do that between now and uh, the event itself. Be uh, watching our podcasts and also our Facebook page for more details we'll be sharing uh, there so that, uh, you know, get some people out and enjoy some great ribs and the outdoors while we can. Yeah. And of course,
1: craft beer if you're into the beer.
0: Excellent. So uh, thanks again for all your research, Jonesy, and we will see you on our next episode next week, next Thursday on YouTube, Facebook, Stitcher, Spotify, R-Heart Radio, and everywhere else you get podcasts from. Have a great one. Toodles!